Hi everyone, welcome back to Keeping Up with the Chaldeans. I'm Anthony Toma, your host, and today we're here with Ziad Kassab, uh, aka Z. He's with the Danny's Home Healthcare and uh, the D-Man Foundation. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we've been trying to get you on the show forever. We finally nailed you down, and uh, we're going to grace our audience with uh, all the knowledge and uh, the community services that you do and provide and the beauty of, uh, of everything that you do as a, as a human being. Thank you, brother. We appreciate you. Happy to have you. Happy Thank to you. be here. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, let's start off with uh, Danny's Home Health Care and uh, tell us uh, what it's all about, what it does, uh, who qualifies, and yeah. what people need to know. Danny's Home Health Care is a Medicare-certified home health agency. It's named after my youngest brother, Danny. Mm -hmm. uh, our job, what we do is we have uh, nursing, physical, occupational, speech therapy, uh, medical social workers, and our job basically is uh, give our patients quality of life manage their disease, and keep them out of the hospital at all costs. Okay. Traditionally, we target uh, to work with people, usually senior community. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Medicare, patients 65 and older with Medicare is our target audience. Uh, good example, grandma has a hip replacement, goes to the hospital, finishes that, goes to the nursing home, and then she comes home. And we'll send in nursing or therapy or both mm -hmm. to uh, kind of rehab her at home. Yep. Make sure she does not go back to the hospital. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's grandma with a hip replacement. Uh, so I just had a, I had a hip replacement about six months ago. So I'm not a grandma. We do grandpas I don't know. too. Don't <laughs> okay, <worry. laughs> do grandpas too. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so a little more, expand a little more on it. Who would qualify? What they? Yeah. Uh, what? What the the you know main, main patient would be? Yeah. I mean. Um, uh, as I mentioned, you know, it's, it's target, the target audience is for seniors. And mm -hmm. so um, uh, what kind of what we do is we'll, we'll send a, a nurse or a therapist in, and what the nurse or the therapist will do will be a head-to-toe formal clinical assessment. Okay. Based on the clinical assessment, uh, our clinical team will then write a plan of care mm -hmm. uh, for what disciplines they need, whether it's nursing or therapies or both, the frequency of how often, once a week, two times a week, three times a week, uh, and then we'll work directly with the patient's primary care physician okay. to approve the plan of care, and then we go to work. Yeah. Right? And how long are these uh, uh, relationships? We treat the patient what's called episodically. So okay. it's, it's 60 days. Mm -hmm. and, um, and at the end of 60 days, we'll determine whether the patient has met their goals and they're ready to be discharged, or if we need to recertify them for another 60 days. Right. Yeah. So people out there watching right now, how would they know whether they qualify, don't qualify, what, yeah. what's going on in their so life? So during, during the COVID years, uh, everybody qualified because everybody wanted to be at home. Oh, no one right. wanted to go to a hospital. No one wanted to go to a nursing home. I can't blame them. Uh, In-home health care, we're actually, compared to a nursing home or a hospital, we're the lowest cost provider to the federal government. Oh, wow. We take care of the patient where they'd rather be, which mm -hmm. is at home. Yep. And the reason is a really big deal is that there's the least amount of risk of patient getting a secondary infection at home mm -hmm. versus in a nursing home or a hospital, which can be a breeding ground for disease. You know oh. how often someone goes in for one thing and then they pick up sepsis no, yeah. or this or that, and now we're treating them for this or that. So really great to be at home. Now that the uh, pandemic is over, mm -hmm. we've kind of gone back to what's traditional and what qualifies the patient. So Medicare says the patient has to be homebound in order to qualify for the service. But 
Explain what homebound means. Yeah, so, so the definition of the word homebound by Medicare is less restrictive than the word itself implies. It doesn't mean the patient is bound to the home. Mm -hmm. What it does mean is that it takes the patient a taxing effort to leave the home. Gotcha. So I kind of explain to people like, uh, if grandma's at risk of a fall, or grandpa in your case, yeah. <laughs> is at risk of a fall, then what they'll do is, um, uh, you know, you'll notice they're using a walker, they're using a cane, yep. they're in a wheelchair, or they're carrying around oxygen with them, or um, grandma's furniture surfing. What I mean by that, she walks by, she grabs everything that she yep. can for balance and this and that. Um, that's what kind of qualifies a patient. Mm -hmm. uh, we do wound care, we do IV infusion at home for patients. Um, uh, but in order to qualify, you have to be homebound. Yep. Um, so it takes a taxing effort. And a lot of people don't know that. Even a lot of physicians in our community, they're like, oh, I don't know that, um, you know, that would qualify a patient. They take folks that are in really bad shape and send them to us. Right. Medicare uh, and the government, what they want from us to do is they want us to avoid the hospitalizations in the first place. Mm. Before it was make sure they don't go back. Yeah. Now they're leaning toward preventative medicine. Get home health care before you have the fall, oh. before you have the hip replacement. Yeah. Let us come in and do our job to avoid the fall. You don't got to go to the hospital. You don't got to go to the nursing home. We um, save the government money. Yeah, we primary sure. care physicians. The doctors love it because, hey, why not? It's, it's, and by the way, if you have Medicare, there's zero out-of-pocket cost. Yeah. Zero out-of-pocket cost. So it's free. There's no risk at all. So how, how, do, how does someone listening or watching get the preventative component started before they actually have that issue. Absolutely, yeah. So you can call our office um, or visit us online at mm -hmm. www.dannyshomehealth.com. Um, uh, spell it. So Danny's is D-A-N-N-Y-S. Yep. No apostrophe, obviously. No apostrophe, yeah. D-A-N-N-Y-S, homehealth.com. Yep. Okay. Best way to start is to have a discussion with your primary care physician. Um, okay. Also, if you want to call us first, we can communicate with your PCP, your primary care doctor, yep. uh, to make it easy. Because um, we, we act on orders, so we need orders from the physician. Mm -hmm. um, so you call, we'll ask you some questions. If you qualify uh, clinically and you have the Medicare insurance, we'll call your PCP, we'll get an order, and we go to work. What about prescriptions and is it is this like a prescription based kind of thing well is, is yeah i mean not necessarily like a pills type of prescription right. i do although our nurses do manage your medication okay medication reconciliation is very important in yeah. what we do okay um, because despite what's in the chart you have to go in the bathroom and look in the medicine cabinet or in the kitchen yeah and see all these different things that they have in there mm -hmm. and how the drugs interact with each other yeah so medrec is a really really important part of uh, of what we do in home health gotcha um so you're michigan cali yeah so our headquarters is in uh, rochester hills michigan okay one of the greatest cities in the world if you ask me awesome and um but we also have eight locations in California, oh, wow. in San Diego, Los Angeles, Palm Springs, Santa Barbara, Temecula, Victorville, Modesto, and Napa, California. Jeez. Two new locations going up this year in Florida, mm -hmm. one in um, kind of St. Petersburg, Tampa Bay area, okay. and one in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. You got the whole coverage, huh? I so, try to go places where the sun shines. Gotcha. <laughs> so why so many locations in Cali and two in Florida and only one in Michigan? Right. Well, headquarters is here. Mm -hmm. um, 
But I have four uncles in San Diego. As you okay. know, we have a big community there. Absolutely. And um, I know my cousin Cheyenne is watching in San Diego. All right. Um, so that's what kind of what took us to San Diego, to California in the first place. And we kind of started there in, in San Diego and then slowly started to work in our way uh, up the north. coast. Uh, yep, no, north and, and up, up the entire state. Beautiful. Florida is just new this year. I uh -huh. chose those because... Um, I love going down there yep. as it is, but also um, Tampa's up and coming. Beautiful, yeah, and it's a huge senior population in Florida. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, I've I've heard it called God's waiting room. I hope that doesn't yeah. make anybody <laughs> mad, but huge nah. huge senior population down there, mm -hmm. um, and and there's certainly a need um, for what we do down there. Yeah, and what I've done is I've been interviewing people and talking to folks. There's a need for good providers, mm -hmm. right? There's a lot of home health agencies. But there's a thousand moving parts to running a good agency. Yeah. Not everybody gets that. Right. Um, so uh, just someone who knows what they're doing, which we have a fantastic team and really, really strong clinical team. Do you want to shout out some of your team without um, forgetting any? I, yeah, don't I don't know if I could shout them all out many, without huh? forgetting. I've got yeah. great, great leadership. I mean, really all across the board. And there's so many people. I'd, I, I wouldn't be able to yeah, say yeah. all their names. Gotcha. But I love you all, Danny's Home Healthcare team. You're all our rock stars. In fact, uh, quite a few of them just volunteered and came with us on a mission trip for my foundation, which we'll get to. We'll yeah, we'll definitely that. get yeah. into the foundation. Yeah. Uh, so what else can you tell us about what our people, audience, should know about uh, Danny's Home Health? Yeah, I mean, we have um, clinicians and a lot of folks in our office that speak the language, right? Mm -hmm. So that's really important to give people. Uh, we speak Surah, Kali, and Arabic. So that oh, gives wow. a lot of our uh, patients who don't speak English, mm -hmm. kind of a level of comfort. Yeah, nice. I think at the same time, too, we'll do that in a lot of different communities. We have Spanish-speaking nurses yep. a lot in California. Just gives people that kind of... Um, Clarity. It's, it's, there's no loss in translation there in exactly. the, with the English and the second language and that. Yeah. Communication is, is important, too, because Absolutely. We're, we're only in there for a short time. And mm -hmm. part of what we do, a big part of what we do uh, while we're doing our job is teaching. Yeah. Teaching the families, teaching the caregivers uh, how to continue to maintain good health mm -hmm. after uh, we leave the home. Right, right. And when you say caregivers, these are husbands, wives, children, nephews, wives, nephews. Yeah, yeah. You find that a lot of times uh, when we deal with so many different families, um, once in a while, sometimes, you know, it's really hard for the families to step in and, and adjust and, yeah. and kind of take over the care. Yep. But I always try to encourage what I see most of the time is, is amazing families who now take the patient who's had an injury and made them the nucleus, the center of the, of the family. Yeah. And everything all the brothers and the revolves sisters around. and the parents do revolves around the care it's of that beautiful. person. And it's a very, very beautiful thing. Yeah, it, it actually, we, we went through it with my mom. Yeah. And, you know, while she was in the hospital, she she was never alone. One of us slept there. Yeah. Uh, we we hung out with her. We yeah. got her up. We ran her around. She came home. We did the same at the house too. And uh, we had a we had a, a wonderful uh, caregiver there. She yeah. was uh, she was amazing. She was with her, clowning around with each other. It's 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 a it's a beautiful time to make sure that you can reconnect with your loved ones. Absolutely, and um, in our community, in the Chaldean community, we, uh, the families really step up, oh, yeah. right? Like, I'm not putting my mom in a home, she's right. staying home with <laughs> exactly. me, right? So yeah. we see quite a bit of that um, mm -hmm. in, in our community. Um, and it is, and it, it's kind of also, 
everyday reminder that life is short. It Nothing's really is. more important than family. Yep. Uh, money will come and go. You spend yep. your money, you can make more money. You spend your time, you can't make more time. Yeah, that's right. right. That's so you fact. really, really need to make sure that um, you know. My message to tell everyone, you know, put get your priorities right. Family is more important than everything. Mm-hmm. Family and friends, yep. and that's what really makes you rich. Absolutely, no question. Um, the the physical therapy side of it is there is there is that that's something that you, you do, do they bring to, uh, uh, weights and yeah they bring the equipment that they equipment, can in right. your home right mm-hmm. so the difference is you know for some patients that aren't homebound that are able to just get in the car and go mm-hmm. um, you know a lot of them will go to like an outpatient rehab setting where they've okay. got treadmills and weights and different yeah. machinery we do a lot of the stuff at home we've also got occupational therapists on our team okay. who do home evals and assessments and they'll make sure that there's no trip hazards in the home. Oh, nice. We can work um, uh, with the families through some other providers we work with if we have to put a ramp in or grab bars in the bathroom um, uh, or sometimes ripping out the tub and creating a roll-in shower right. for yeah. the chair, shower chairs. Um, so and oftentimes depending on the severity of the case we'll actually go in and create a hospital setting in the home. Oh, nice. And then send the nursing in the home, which is where everybody, again, would rather be versus yep. nursing home or hospital or some long-term stay facility. For sure, for sure. So you've been doing this forever, right? Yeah, I mean, I grew up in this uh, business. My, my father started a, a home care agency when I was 11 years old to yeah. take care of my little brother. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, almost my whole life. I would yeah. say I grew up in this industry. It's funny how someone's personal experience turns into a business that then turns into this uh, uh, beautiful service for, for the masses. Yeah. It was really, um, you know, you grow up with 24-hour nursing care in your home yeah. every day. It becomes, and at that age, you know, I was 10 when my brother had his accident. <clears throat> my brother, Danny, was seven when he had his accident. Wow. So he was just a kid. So be, you don't really know at that age. It just becomes second nature. Yeah. So you do it. Um, and the relationships that we built with Danny's nurses and uh, that our clinicians build with the nurses, it's very much like family because we're coming in your house. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And sometimes they will work 12-hour shift. Yeah. Which means they're using your bathroom. Yeah. They're sharing the refrigerator. Yeah, yeah. Right? So they very much come like family. And I remember we had a nurse uh, uh, for Danny and one night, I think I was like 14, I didn't finish my homework and I went to sleep. And then I woke up in the morning and my homework was done. Oh my God. <laughs> so for the next few weeks, I'll just kind of leave it out <laughs> and wake up. And then one day he's like to me, he's like, hey, <laughs> I know what you're doing. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but oh, they become really, really good friends and, and, and really like part of the family. And it's, um, it's really important. It's, it's not like... A, uh, it's not like a lot of other industries. Healthcare is very special. You yeah. can make a real difference in people's lives every day, and there's no magic dust you can sprinkle. It's one visit, one patient at a time, yeah. and it's got to be done that way, and you can make a big difference for people. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine uh, a better company to trust my loved one with than one that's lived it, you know? Well, I think uh, uh, I agree with that. There's an old saying we have in healthcare that if you start the company from your pocket, then you run it from your pocket. But if you start it from your heart, Heart. then you run it from your heart. Our motto, we'll lose money before we do a bad job. 
and it kind of keeps their reputation high and um, and we're not perfect, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> we're not. It's not a service business. It's not a product. We're not selling zip sauce. No offense to the zip sauce people. <laughs> it's a beautiful product. Oh yeah. But we're selling a service, which means <clears throat> it's dependent on people. Yeah. So very heavy on managing a lot of different personalities mm -hmm. and trying to keep them all motivated and inspired and reminding them why they're here. Yeah. Right. Uh, so they don't just get into the day to day. So we have just <clears throat> the most amazing clinicians. A lot of them have personal stories. Their dad went through this, or mm -hmm. someone went through that. So their heart's in the right place. Absolutely. Very, very special. So these empathetic people out there watching, what, how can they get involved? How can they apply for some sort of position with you that if they're qualified or if you have the prop, you know, you obviously have the proper training to bring somebody along? Yeah, I mean, uh, we got a bunch of ads open on Indeed all the time, all over the country for who we're recruiting. If you want to apply, you can do it there, or you can go right online again at www.dannyshomehealth.com, okay. and there's a jobs tab, and you can apply right there. So all right. you know, we're looking for good-hearted people with a lot of passion and... Uh, compassion, passion, compassion and empathy. and empathy. Yeah. Not to be confused with sympathy. Yeah, We exactly. don't want you to feel sorry for them. We want to put yourself in their, yep. in their chair. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's get on to the fun stuff. The yes. D-Man Foundation. Yeah, man. That's my, that just, see how I'm smiling already? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they say, you, um, you know, if you can find your passion and mix it with your purpose, yeah. it's really special. And I, I, I def, D-Man is my passion. Okay. Although I love what we do with the home health care. Don't get me wrong. It's very important work. But D-Man is definitely a very unique and uh, special, fun. Oh, yeah. It's so fun. <laughs> so let, tell the people what it is and how it got started and, yeah. and your latest uh, uh, adventures. So D-Man stands for, it's short for Danny's Miracle Angel Network. Okay. okay. It's an acronym. And the idea behind it was it was a nickname you know, for Danny, but the idea is that it's a network of angels mm -hmm. that make miracles happen for people. Wow through in Danny's name yeah, and our slogan or our hashtag if you will is be the miracle yeah and uh, a lot of people don't know this I stole that from the movie Bruce Almighty okay Have you ever seen the movie <laughs> of right? course yeah. yeah and the idea is is that you know you want to see a miracle be the miracle right yeah God works through people yeah he really does he works through people and they say he calls everyone but not everybody answers That's the phone right. right so you gotta God works through people so in, in the D-Man Foundation I started it um, Late 2009, probably three or four months after my after Danny passed away. Okay. Danny lived for 16 years with his injury, and myself and my brother Calvin Cal Dozier, who's been a guest on yeah, your show, a couple times. Uh, our job uh, and my little sister as well, Cassidy, who's my little sister is actually um, has a master's degree in art therapy, so she also works with special needs oh, wow. folks through art. <clears throat> but me and Danny and, and Cassidy and Cal, we, our job was to always make sure Danny lived a full life. Despite the chair, we wanted him to do everything he could do, even if the chair wasn't there. Yeah. And then, um, so you know, when he turned to 21, we went to Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, I took him on a cruise ship. I took him to California. I took him to Florida. We went to all. We you know we wanted. We we went clubbing. You know all the stuff yeah, that nice. we all did when we were younger, right? Yeah. Why should he not be able to do that yeah, just because he's absolutely. in a chair? Yeah. No. So we always found ways to uh, move mountains so that he would be able to do everything. God bless you, man. When I lost him in 2009, it's like gut shot, you know, yeah. it's a terrible thing. 
And I was actually in the middle of starting another charity, mm-hmm. which was um, uh, to raise money for transportation because folks couldn't get out of the house for things that were fun. So mm-hmm. if you're in a wheelchair, you could, the insurance only paid for your wheelchair van to take you to doctors or therapies. Yeah. What kind of quality of life is that? Yeah. I mean, you're stuck at home unless you have a doctor's appointment. Yeah, like your treat is the, your, your treat to the yeah. public is a doctor's So oh. I was like, no, no. Well, they want to go to the movies. They want to go grocery shopping. They want to go on a date. They mm-hmm. want to go do stuff. And they yeah. can't unless... So, but then he passed away. So I, I shifted the, the, the vision to... Um, to music therapy. And actually, I got the idea. There's this really cool place in downtown Rochester. It's called Paint a Miracle. Okay. And it's an art studio for people with special needs. Okay. So they have the clay. And my sister volunteers there, actually. So they have the clay, the kiln, the watercolors. And every patient was assigned a parapro. Okay. Uh, which was like uh, someone who would help assist the patient with their art. Mm-hmm. Um, and Danny would use this kind of thing that went under his tongue came out and we put a marker or a pencil or whatever and he would draw like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got his painting still hanging up in my office. Beautiful. Whenever um, we would get up in the morning uh, and I'd get him shaved, we'd you know, get him ready, we'd always be listening to music. And as you know, Cal Dozier is a rapper. Yep. So Cal was in the studio recording one time and me and Danny went with him like groupies. Yeah. So we're just kind of hanging out. And Danny's like, oh, I want to rap. I'm like, yeah. let's get your butt in the booth. Let's yeah. go to work. <laughs> yeah. He was dependent on a ventilator to breathe. And when you're dependent on a ventilator, you have to wait for the machine to give you breath before you could speak. Okay. Imagine how difficult it is to sing or rap with that, right? Yeah, yeah. So he would talk to you. He'd say, hi, Anthony, I'm Danny. It's very nice to meet you. Yeah. And you have to wait for the machine so you can continue. If you're familiar with the Superman or Christopher Reeve story, he had the, mm-hmm. pretty much the same injury. Yeah. So we like, don't worry about it. Just go in and do your best. So he went and he did it. And then later we edited out the gaps, the sound of the breath. Oh, we kind of nice. put a beat behind it. And he was like, damn, you know, <laughs> that's what I would sound like if I didn't have this machine doing yeah. it for me. And then uh, he died. A few, just not even a couple of months after that. Jeez. So I got obsessed with this idea to create a music therapy studio from his experience that day in the studio with me and Cal, but then also his experience in the art studio. He loved going there. I said, what if we did a music studio. Yeah. So I said, you know, just like anybody, you know, we're all entrepreneurs in our community. Let's go see what's out there. Yeah. There was nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So there was no model to copy or base it off of. Yeah. Took me four years, built a great team, great board, and was able to finally open our doors in, on April 13th, 2013. We just had our 10-year anniversary for our first handicapped accessible music therapy recording studio. Nice. Beautiful. I know I'm going to the death. No, no, that's great. No, this is this is this is great. Yeah, makes makes uh, makes the interview very simple. Yeah, <laughs> I just do all the talking. Yeah, 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 why not? Why not? Like it's like your uh, your therapist that did your homework for you. <laughs> <laughs> so a little more on it. Uh, yeah. So that there's it's 2013. We're at 2013 now. So what's been going on with the D-Man Foundation since then? So, I mean, uh, we have just been building up our client base uh, in the music studio, mm-hmm. um, treating patients with all different types of dis- disabilities, spinal cord injury, traumatic brain injury, MS, uh, muscular dystrophy, uh, prune belly syndrome. I can't tell you how many different diagnoses have we treated. Yeah. What's really special about the program is I kind of based it off 
our home healthcare business, right? Like okay. send the nurse goes in, does an assessment. In this case, we have board certified music therapists mm -hmm. that will do a formal clinical assessment for the patient. Cool. They'll assess them on physical, social, emotional, and cognitive goals. Mm -hmm. And then they'll create a care plan of musical exercises to be able to help them achieve those goals. Okay. So I try to give a very simple example of a patient with challenge with dexterity. You know, they, they don't have the strength in their hands anymore to be able to feed themselves or drink, right. right? So the therapist will give them a drumstick, two fat drumsticks this big, yeah. right? And we'll give them a, that they can hold, and we'll give them a beat to play. Whoops. They'll give them a beat to play, right? Yeah. Boom, boom, ch, boom, boom, ch, so on and so forth. So then what they'll do, they'll continue to do that. They'll send them home with the drumsticks. Okay. And they'll come back a week later, two weeks later, after they've been practicing. Smaller. And we'll give them a little smaller drumstick yeah. and let them practice with that. And then as time goes on, a smaller one and so on. Uh, and now the patient can feed themselves. Wow. Can give themselves their own food. That's amazing. Um, emotionally and cognitively, so a lot of these folks have, have or I should say had, mm -hmm. um, depression, which is normal, especially when, you know, when you, my brother had his accident when he was seven, mm -hmm. um, but if you're 18 yeah. or 22 and you're in college and you got a girlfriend and you got a job and you're doing all these things and you wake up the next day and you can't move your hands or your mm -hmm. feet, it's really hard for them to adjust. So depression yeah. sets in. Yeah. Why me? Why should I live here? Forget everything in life. I don't, you know, nothing, just a, well, then they find music. Yeah. And music is... Therapeutic. Oh, like no other, yeah. you know? And music therapy used to be practiced traditionally like they'd send a therapist to a nursing home, they would sing songs for a group of seniors, mm -hmm. and it made everybody smile and put them in a great mood, and it's music therapy. And yeah. that's a beautiful thing. Ours is, is more clinical. We'll actually measure them yeah. in those physical, social, emotional, and cognitive areas. Mm -hmm. We'll score them, yeah. and then we'll do that again in 30 days and another 30 days to see, to measure the, the progress. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, it's really, really, um, really, really cool, really, really special. And we also pair them with an audio engineer who mixes the music, oh, wow. who masters it, who makes it sound cool. Yep. And then they, they, they're the ones that create the track. They'll even, we haven't got a cool thing there. We'll actually record the patient's heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Use it as the Play beat for the oh, track, wow. Wow. and then build on it with different instruments. And uh, some folks rap, some sing country, pop. Yeah. Uh, some can't are nonverbal, so they'll write for mm -hmm. other artists. Oh, nice! Right? Some do poetry. Some don't want to do that, so they actually make the beats, and they're engaged with that. So there's a lot of different ways to be able to um, help them with these things. Now, are, are these? Local to like the Rochester, Detroit, Michigan area? Yeah, I'd say the majority are from Tri-County, but I got patients in Flint that come to the studio, Ann mm -hmm. Arbor that come to the studio, um, primarily the Tri-County and the surrounding, you know, we have some from Saginaw. Mm -hmm. uh, and we've even done, during COVID, we did home visits. Yeah. Where we would send the therapists and the engineers to the patients' homes. Mm -hmm. And a really cool thing we did during COVID was we had... Uh, grants for AT, which is assistive technology. Okay. So it's the type of tech that allows a patient to uh, open the door without using their hands or feet. Oh. Turn on the TV, change the channel, turn nice. up the volume, turn on the fan, turn on the lights. All the stuff we walk in and do without thinking about, mm -hmm. um, kind of integrating them with that, giving them cameras and then software on their computers to do their thing at home 
and then we'd be doing virtual sessions with them during COVID. Um, so that was uh, it's amazing. Yeah, really cool. You helped a lot, a lot of people get through that crazy yeah, it's been, time. It's been fun. Oh, yeah, for and sure. With a, with a really great team, we can do anything. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. How does one get involved in the, in the, in the, in the program? How, how, how do you find them? How do they find you? What qualifies them? Yeah. Um, well, the really cool about, thing about the D-Man Foundation, and I, I do want to make some time after this talk about our second program, the travel program, Okay. is that uh, we try to make it so, unlike in healthcare or in a hospital or pretty much every other healthcare setting in the world, everything, the, your treatment is dependent on your insurance. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they'll say practice follows payment. Okay? What, what that means I is that, that. basically practice. what practice follows payment, which means the practice of healthcare the way we deliver the care has to follow the payment or the oh, budget that we're okay. allotted, right? Yep. So if we can do a really great job and lose our shirt, we can't help anybody. Right. We can't, you know? Yeah. Uh, you can do a bad job and make a lot of money. Yeah. So good businesses find the balance between having gotcha. a profitable business and delivering a really, really, um, really, really good Service. care. Yeah. So traditionally, um, pretty much all patients who are in a car accident or workers' comp injury mm-hmm. would qualify for the music therapy. Okay. Um, but if you have no insurance, we do, do, we do group sessions twice a month. It's open for everyone. It's oh, free. That's nice. You can just come to the studio, hang out, jam, make friends. Yeah. Um, and then for those folks, too, outside the music therapy, we do a lot of stuff with our uh, assisted travel program. Mm-hmm. Started off with taking patients to basketball games, music concerts, just buying tickets, getting them out of the house, yeah. and getting them there. Uh, it advanced um, about 11 years ago during the Woodward Dream Cruise. We yeah. do this event called Dreams Come True on Woodward. Okay. And so what that is, and this year will be, I think, Friday, August 18th, is um, we have a car show, mm-hmm. Motor City Camaro Club, and a bunch of my friends, they all bring out their convertibles. Yep. And there's a really cool car show and food and music. But then every patient will choose a car that matches their personality. And then I set up this giant tent, and I've got Hoyer lifts, slings, C collars. Again, my nursing and therapy teams are volunteering, mm-hmm. and we'll actually transfer the patient out of their wheelchair and into the front seat of the convertible, so they can go up and down the Woodward Dream Cruise. Nice. And there ain't no driving Miss Daisy, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're smoking the tires. Wow. They're cranking ACDC, rock nice. and roll, and they're going up and down. And it's a really um, uh, different perspective for them than being in their chair and in a wheelchair van because you can't even see out the windows right. in a wheelchair van. The yeah. chair sits up high, right? Yeah. So just a totally different experience, totally different perspective. Wind in your hair, horsepower. You know, they'll put GoPros on the car so you can see the reaction when yeah, they yeah. hit the gas. And That's awesome. You know, started with this doing that. And then Is I started... Is there some place people can go to see that footage? Yeah. So YouTube, we have hundreds of videos on okay. YouTube. And what do we search? We've got our own page. It's just D-Man Foundation. Okay, cool. Uh, the D-Man Foundation. There's a whole page, tons of videos. You can type in D-Man Foundation Woodward. Uh, I mean, there's endless videos there and from the ones that we've made and also channels 2, 4, and 7. It's cut on a lot of coverage for what we do. Very cool. Um, very cool. Then I started doing helicopter rides for people. Ooh. I'd get them out of their wheelchair and actually into a helicopter. Yeah. And they'd go to... They'd basically... Cruise Woodward from the sky, from mm-hmm. the Pontiac, the Waterford Airport, 
downtown Detroit, and they get to see that perspective. This is during the cruise? No, this is, uh, these, these are one or two at a, a day. Okay, well, okay, the, the gotcha. Cruise, the World War Dream Cruise, we probably take, last year I think we took 80 patients out of their wow. wheelchairs. So imagine that's 160 transfers that's in and unbelievable. out in, in about four hours. Wow. Um, three different teams getting people in and out of the cars and really that's special. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then we do the cruise ship. I just got yeah, back let's from talk this about weekend. that a little bit. Yeah, I, I took my brother Danny on a cruise ship the year he died. Mm-hmm. And we went AMA, which means against medical advice. Oh, okay. The doctors would not approve us to take him. All right. Um, because they thought it was too risky. Mm-hmm. And uh, the insurance company doesn't have to pay for it if there's no doctor's approval. Uh. And I said, I don't care. I'm taking him anyways. <laughs> yeah. So we did, and it was super accessible. And we got him out of his wheelchair onto an ambulance board with, with a floaties, like mm-hmm. the ones you land on the pool. Yeah. And... Right into the ocean. Wow. My mom almost killed me when we got back. She saw the footage. She's like, you didn't ask me. You're not supposed to do that. I said, I brought him back. Yeah, he's here. He's fine, right? And, um, and he passed away again that same year. Yeah. And um, so I really wanted to, to do something with patients and getting them on vacations. I started sending like one at a time with their family to Disney World, kind of like mm-hmm. Make-A-Wish yeah. uh, does. Um, but then I was on, I was on a cruise ship for a, a healthcare conference mm-hmm. and I, I stopped at in the Grand Caymans, which is where I put Danny in the ocean, maybe like six, seven years ago. Okay. And while I was in that spot where I put him in the ocean, I'm sitting there, I'm reflecting on the time I had with him when he was there. I got a phone call from one of my other patients, mothers saying that he had passed away mm-hmm. and, um, suddenly, and it was just, um, I said, I'm done waiting. You yeah. have to do stuff now. Life is too short, man. It's just ripped from you in a second. So we yeah. got to do stuff now. So I said, okay. And the cruise ships are so accessible. Yeah. You know, they're built for seniors. So yeah. everything's accessible. Exactly. Lots of wheelchair space, everything, everything. Um, so I started doing that. And um, I think this was the sixth, maybe, the sixth one I've done Yeah. as a group. Yeah. And the groups, we have 34 people in our group. Wow. You know, between the patients their nursing team, their families, their caregivers, my volunteer team, some of our board members join and help out. And it's just the coolest thing ever. What Getting a life in. experience, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go in the casino, we're gambling, <laughs> nice. you know, I got a hundred thought for everybody, you know, That's see how sweet. we do. And then again, getting them in the ocean, getting mm-hmm. them in the pool, partying in the club late at night, you know, and girls all, all, all around. The fun um, stuff. Yeah, all the fun stuff that you know, the guys and girls want to do at that age, yeah. but are prohibited because of the chair. Yeah. Well, you're not prohibited yeah. because of the chair. And really the best thing about it, it's not just the fun and the magic, but now the families see how it's done. Yeah. And they yeah, can yeah. do it on their own outside of D-Man. And, the, and the, knowing that it's a possibility, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. they're like, no, we can't go. Why? Yeah. Well, he's on a ventilator. Yeah. What about his power wheelchair? Yeah. What about the nurses? I said, we'll figure it yeah, all out. Exactly. And we always do. And... Um, the families connect on the trip, and then they make lifelong friendships with oh, yeah. each other. They support sure. each other. It's just, it's I, know, I, can, I don't thing. know how much time we have. I know I'm going. <laughs> yeah, no, we're that. good, man. This yeah. is all great. So we, we, we close out every show by asking, what does it mean to you to be Chaldean? Uh, everything. I'm so proud to be Chaldean. Uh, you know, I love all people, right? Mm-hmm. Race, color, religion. I'm just, you know. Um, being Chaldean and being Christian, it means we love all people, right? Yeah. Humanity. But 
being that we have, you know, one of the most ancient languages mm -hmm. in the world, and our homeland was the birth of civilization, the first constitution in Babylon, and, and it's just, uh, I wouldn't be anything else. I love my community here and in San Diego and everywhere. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm a proud Chaldean American, very, awesome. very proud Chaldean American. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for, uh, you know, engaging and making uh, uh, time to come out and, my and, pleasure. and, and uh, treat the audience with, uh, with uh, the knowledge that you spit at them. And Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. If you want to learn more about the D-Man Foundation, you can visit us online at www.mydman.org. M-Y-D-M-A-N.org. And all that information will be down below. Okay. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Nice.